Hello, 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 hello. It is the morning, right? I decided to record this particular one in the morning because I am in the colony and the sun woke me up at like goodness knows what time. So if I am still defrosting a little bit, just still love me. Welcome to Holler in a Hotspot, answering all your burning questions so life does not show you flames. Welcome guys back to the basic universe. Welcome to the segment where I answer your questions. I dive right in. There is no fanfare. You know how it goes by now. It is episode five of this one. If you have not listened to the other four, you need to go back in time and get the tea. You need to get the tea. You need to go back and look for all of the other holler in a hotspots. But of course, I'm going to explain the rules of the game. You can go. There's a link in the description. There's a link in all of the descriptions. There's links everywhere where you can submit your questions. So you scroll to the bottom, get into the description, submit your questions. You can submit them anonymously. The only thing I ask, ne? the only thing I ask is you tell me where you are. If you tell me where you are, then I can give advice contextually, right? I can't just be in the streets and you, you're like in Abuja and I'm trying to give you like Limpopo based advice, right? Or you are in Kilifi and I am trying to give you like advice from people in Lusaka. So like, let us tell Tiff where you are. Also, when you write in, see you greet. Some people are just in the streets right? being like, fix my problem. Ah, uh-huh. See you greet, be like, Tiff, what's good? And I'll be like, what's good to you? Anyway, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in, right? The first one is from Nigeria, and they greet. Thank you. They're like, hi, Tiffany. I have an embarrassing confession. I've never never made my partner orgasm. I feel like I've tried everything, but nothing happens. Sometimes she comes close to coming and then stops. Sometimes she just does not seem interested or enjoying it. I'm scared that I'm boring her in bed. Can I get a little advice on how to keep a lady satisfied? Any help is appreciated. Thank you. Oh, guys, people, people are just very cordial. So with this, I'm just going to jump right in. And the advice that I always give in the basic universe, the advice I always give on the podcast is communication, right? For She could not be coming for any number of reasons. It might not be you. It might be you. But like having the conversation around where you at with sex, like what is it that you're feeling when we're in bed? Like what is it that you'd want? And if you're having trouble, like having these conversations of like what is it that you want? Because a lot of people are very, they're not great at articulating the sex they have, right? Especially if you are classically a quote-unquote receiver you kind of hand over your sex to other people and you just kind of show up to the party so outside of being in bed and trying new things have the conversation not when you're naked when you are fully fully clothed like set aside time maybe go for dinner if you guys are like open enough to do that but I would advise doing it at home and just have an honest conversation like What is it about the sex that you're not enjoying? Is there anything that you'd like to try? Do some research together, right? Like find out where they're at because it also could be an emotional thing. They could not be enjoying sex because they're dealing with something personally. Like even something like stress, right? Even something like stress can affect your libido, can affect the way you engage with sex. It could be something that is not even sexual, right? It could be that you guys are having a beef and you don't even know what the beef is about, Like, you don't even know that you're having a beef, 
and there's a beef or she feels uncomfortable in your relationship for whatever reason. So the first, first crucial step is to have a conversation around the sex, right? And there's like a whole bunch of online platforms. I can put some links in the bio that will give advice on how to have conversations around sex, like how to have intentional conversations around sex. So I'll put some of those links in the bio. Okay. Next question is from Namibia slash South Africa. So we see, we see somebody who's straddling two worlds. Also, Namibia is very, very close to SA. You can go very quickly. I think it's a 45-minute flight on one of them tiny-ass planes. Yo, guys, those tiny-ass planes, they just give me the bubble gut sometimes. You never know. They're just like bobbing about, doing the most, but that's not the point. Here is the question. Good day, Tiff. I recently found out that I have an STI and I'm in a monogamous relationship and haven't slept with anyone else in over a year. How do I ask my partner if she caught something and more importantly, where she caught it? Thanks in advance for your help. Woo. I will not lie to you that this is not a tricky AF conversation because there's a lot of implications and there's a lot of things implied about having an STI in the relationship that was not there before, right? So now you've got this guest in the relationship. First things first, I would advise is not coming in with blame because you've probably got a thousand and one scenarios in your head as to how this extra guest in your relationship is here. You're probably going to cheating. You're probably going to this and that, but it could be a whole number of things, right? So first things first, going and getting tested together and then having that conversation around i know i know guys i'm always like having that conversation i never give the advice you know swords at dawn or something like that but no having the conversation and being like this i have this sti and i'm not understanding where i got it and i feel that there may be something that i'm not understanding here one plus one is not equaling two so Let's have a conversation about it. And if your partner is defensive and things, don't push the conversation. Maybe take a step back and be like, okay, this is getting defensive. This is getting out of hand. Maybe we have this conversation in a little bit when you calm down. Or like, well, even if they're like not calm or whatever, just be like, this, is, this conversation is getting a little bit intense. But go into it with as good intentions as you can. And I know it's difficult. I'm asking you to be a saint when you are feeling probably some type of weight even though this has been written very calmly i know in my heart of hearts i'd be like hey somebody needs to balance me here somebody needs to balance me here so like maybe if you're also feeling a bit ooh about having the conversation face to face you can send a message cuz i'm actually a firm believer if in if you are not wanting to have that confrontation face to face because there will be an element of this that is confrontational but i keep saying try and make it as unconfrontational as possible so you can get to the bottom of what's happened because i'm i'm not a medical doctor or nothing but sometimes you know people cannot have the symptoms of an std of an STI for like ages and then they can crop up and things like that. So outside of they picked it up last week Thursday there could be like a whole host of reasons that you know that this STI is roaming your streets. So send a message if you don't want to have that instant conversation, but if you are okay be like can I talk to you? 
try and be as non-confrontational as possible because then it'll allow the conversation and eventually the truth to flow out. Um, please go and get tested for a whole host of things. Just go and get your battery of tests to check that uh, you have as clean a bill of health as possible and anything that you need to manage and handle, you manage and handle. So have the conversation, get tested, and then you can go from there. Like you can go from there. You can see as to where your trust is at. You can see as to where your relationship is at. Um, but this is not going to be an easy conversation. Unfortunately, you know, there's a nicer conversations like, you know, let's try a new sex toy or let's go on vacation. This is not one of those. Unfortunately, this is not one of those. But yeah, bon chance to you on this one. Um, yeah, and go get tested as well. Last question is from the diaspora. Vague, I like it. <laughs> diaspora. So I'm just going to presume you are in a white country doing the most. So I'm going to give you wild white advice. <laughs> no, I kid. But also, yes. Uh, hello, Tiffany. I have a problem. I don't think my parents are going to accept who I've become when they meet me again. Okay, I'm not going to give you wild white advice anymore. Um, I've been away from home studying for a while and I've really grown into myself, but I know that par the ways that govern my parents' belief system will not accept the person I am. I don't know. I'm just really scared to face them and I'm worried about my future after graduation. Ah, yes. Now, you see, this is a tricky one and a lot of people face it because now you go abroad and you get whatever awakening it is, right? Like, and this tends to happen. Um, I have been accused of it in terms of coming to South Africa from Kenya. So the fact that you said the diaspora, I don't even know. Like, you could be in Morocco, like, you know, doing Black Lives Matter and Feminist Lives Matter, all those things. Um, and it's difficult to then come home to wherever it is. You have not given specifics, but to come home to whatever context it is and reconcile the two. Uh, and I think one of the things that I have seen work best for a lot of people is when you're coming home, trying to find a job and your own living space, right? Which is sometimes extremely difficult and a huge privilege because, you know, the sort of job you can get sometimes in some of the contexts that we live in here on the continent, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Um, it can be difficult, you know, like, especially as a young person, you know, jobs are sometimes really, really scarce on the ground. In a lot of countries, living with, not living with your parents is not financially feasible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if you can, coming home with a plan to carve out your own life almost instantaneously will be brilliant for your mental health. It'll give you the space to breathe whilst you establish yourself, whilst you have the conversations. Because even though you've been out in the world, and I don't know whether your awakening was in feminism, was in queerness, was in race. Weirdly enough, one of the things that my family found really weird was my awakening around race. They were like, why are you always bringing up race? And I'm like, because race is a real thing, black person. What is wrong right now? Um, so whether your awakening is around queerness, feminism, race, I don't know, climate change, whatever it is, um, coming home and trying to carve out as much of your own space as possible, uh, socially and physically, will really, really help. That's all. Oh, the next point is coming home and trying to find community. Because the beautiful thing about the internet, as you've managed to find Holla, 
you can find that uh, uh, something like that in your own space, right? And it can be kind of difficult, but the internet has allowed us a lot more access to find these different communities, these different like chosen families, whatever it is. I remember when years ago, years ago, years ago, um, one of my homies moved back from the States and had a feminist awakening. And when they moved back, one of the things that was so difficult for them was coming back and not having the feminist community that they had when they were in America. And fast forward, like it, it was so stressful, they started losing hair. That's how stressful it was. But they then just made like intentional moves to find this community. And now they have like this beautiful, really funky feminist community in Kenya. And I am here for it. And they have all of their hair back, which I, you know, I feel like that was an important part to tell of the story. Their hair is back. And so trying number one, so to give some of the advice, trying number one to Find your own physical space. Carve out your own physical life. Yes, there's only so far you can be from your parents because they will be popping in. They will be calling. Because I know how African parents are. They just, hoodie, is there tea? Ooh, baton. Hey, the stress, the stress. But like, at least if you have that space, you can breathe. You can take your time also to introduce the new you to your parents, right? So, and then also that will also help with community. Community will also help with that. My apologies. I told you guys. It's early morning in the cup and I'm still defrosting. But yeah, having community will also help guide you in terms of introducing your new self to this new context. Because your new self is in a new context, right? Even though you may have grown up there, you may only have been away for like a three-year degree, a four-year degree. A six-year degree. I don't know. You could have secured that PhD. Um, your new self has come back to a new context. And having sort of community, even if it is just digitally, will help you navigate that context. Yes. So those are the three questions for the month. Um, <laughs> and you know this, though. You know this, though, that I am still your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits. Life is never that serious. Go to at basically life underscore pod for great content. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can show your love and support for the podcast by liking, leaving a review, and sharing episodes with your friends, family, and squad. Also, email us at basicallypod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you best believe that this podcast is still produced by Hala Africa Productions and is sound engineered and musically compiled by yours truly Mbalia Ketel of Chosen Flower Collections <laughs>